Shalom, shalom. Welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are going through the Bible chapter by chapter using the original language as a guide. Today, we are in 2 Kings chapter 5, reading from the New King James Version Bible. Yahweh Elohim, please open our eyes, ears, and hearts to your truth. Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master because by him Yahweh had given victory to Syria. Now Syria is north of Israel. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. And the Syrians had gone out to, on raids and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, if only my master were with the prophet who was in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. And Naaman went in and told his master, saying, thus and thus said the girl who is from the land of Israel. Then the king of Syria said, go now and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he departed and took with him 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold, and 10 changes of clothing. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which said, Now be advised when this letter comes to you that I have sent Naaman my servant to you, that you may heal him of his leprosy. (laughs) Now listen, I don't know why this makes me laugh every time, but I think this is what some of uh, people feel. (laughs) I shouldn't giggle, but I, I just, sometimes my mind knows what people are feeling and listen to this. And it happened when the king of Israel read the the letter, that he tore his clothes and said, am I God, am I Elohim to kill and make alive? That this man sends a man to me to heal him of his leprosy? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel with me. So he's like, he's just trying to, he's just trying to make a war with me. He just wants to fight with me. Like I can't heal this guy. Now, first of all, the sad reality is, is the Holy Spirit could have been in him just as much. If he was following Yahweh, he could have healed if he had called on the name of Yahweh. But here he is like totally panicked, freaking out, thinking, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is going to go to war because I can't heal this guy. So it was when Elisha, the man of Elohim, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, that he sent to the king saying, why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Elisha, Elisha, heard what was going on, said, come on, just bring him over to me. We'll get him healed. Then Naaman went with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house, of Elisha's house. I'm sorry, I need to keep it in (laughs) so you understand what I'm reading, huh? And Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, go and wash in the Jordan, Jordan, seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. Notice no medicine. Notice it was from a prophet of God. Notice no natural herbs. It was a symbolic cleansing. The Jordan River, the crossing over the Jordan, going into the promised land, becoming part of the people of Israel. Seven is the number of completion. He's like, come on, convert your soul, wash seven times, wash until you are totally clean. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of Yahweh, his Elohim, and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Are not the Abana and the Farfar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. So Naaman's like, I just wasted my time. We have cleaner waters in Damascus, in um, up there <clears throat> in Syria. Now, interesting. This was supposed to be a prophetic picture, though. You need to come to the waters of Israel. You need to cross over the Jordan waters, go through the Jordan. And the servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he says to you, wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of Elohim, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. And he returned to the man of Elohim, he and all his aides, and came and stood before him, and he said, Indeed, now I know that there is no Elohim in all the earth except in Israel. Ooh, 
do you see what happened? He dunked seven times in the Jordan, crossing over into the promised land, and he made it in his heart. Now, therefore, please take a gift from your servant. But he said, as Yahweh lives before whom I stand, I will receive nothing. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. So Naaman said, then if not, please let your servant be given two mule loads of earth, for your servant will no longer offer either burnt offering or sacrifice to other gods, but to Yahweh. Now, please note, this is, he was taking um, <clears throat> earth with him to back to Syria so that when he offered offerings, he would only offer it to Yahweh. Now, this is when they still had high places. This is when they were they were sinning. This is not a right thing to do. They were supposed to come to Jerusalem to do this. So just please understand, just because we do things and sometimes God is tolerant of it doesn't mean it's the right way. Verse 18, Yet in this thing may Yahweh pardon your servant. When my master goes into the temple of Ramon to worship there, and he leans on my hand, and I bow down in the temple of Ramon, when I bow down in the temple of Ramon, may Yahweh please pardon your servant in this thing. So do you see he's asking for forgiveness? He goes like, my master is going to make me go into this temple of Ramon, and I'm going to have to bow down. Please let Yahweh forgive me in this thing. And then he, being Elisha, said to him, go in peace. So he departed from him a short distance. Now I'm going to tell you, does it mean that Yahweh was happy that he did that? Does it mean that Yahweh was happy he was cowardly in his faith and, and decided to submit to the king of Syria over Yahweh? No. Not everything in the Bible is meant to be exactly what we do. Sometimes it's lessons for us to see, ooh, he probably shouldn't have done that. His faith should have been real. He should have perhaps left Syria and joined to the people of Israel, crossed that Jordan and continued into the promised land, and then worshipped Yahweh in righteousness and truth. Verse 20, But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of Elohim, said, Look, my master has spared name in his Syrian, while not receiving from his hands what he brought. But as Yahweh lives, I will run after him and take something from him. Now remember, Naaman was paying for the services of Yahweh from him, which is a big no-no in God's eyes. <laughs> you don't pay for the services, like we read in the book of Micah. You are not to pay for, pro um, you're not to prophesy for profit or preach for pay. We don't see any disciples doing it, but we do see the needs being met. So when a Levite had a temple service duty, uh, his rotation, he had food uh, provided for from the Israelites when he was there and had to leave his land. And it was only a few weeks that he was there, remember. And then he went back. He didn't get money. He was he was provided for for the food that he had need of. The same thing with if somebody was sent out, quote, on a missions trip, their needs were provided for for that trip while they could not work. But once they were in this place where they could work, like Paul says, he worked with his hands. And so right here, here's a gift of Yahweh. Okay, and, and here's another thing to think of. Elijah didn't teach for pay, right? Moses didn't teach for, you didn't have to pay Moses to hear the word of Yahweh. You didn't have to pay him. He wasn't paid. And so here's Gehazi. He's a little like, hey, this person brought all these gifts. We want those. So Gehazi pursued Naaman. When Naaman saw him running after, after him, he got down from the chariot to meet him and said, is all well? And he said, all is well. My master has sent me saying, indeed, just now two young men of the sons of the prophets have come to me from the mountains of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of garments. So Gehazi made this all up. He's like, look, yeah, Elisha sent me to you because we just had two, two sons of the prophets come and they need some silver and garments. So Naaman said, please take two talents. I mean, here's Naaman, super humble, super thankful, super gracious. He's like, of course, take these two talents. And he urged him and bound two talents of silver in two bags with two changes of garments and handed them to two of his servants. And they carried, him, uh, they carried them on ahead of him. 
When he came to the citadel, he took them from their hand and stored them away in the house. Then he let the men go and they departed. Now, so he's like kind of hiding them, right? And he's being deceitful. He's keeping it for himself. Now he went in and stood before his master. Elisha said to him, where'd you go, Gehazi? And he said, he said, your servant did not go anywhere. See, Gehazi is like wicked and a liar. He's like, you don't, <laughs> don't hide things, especially from a prophet of God. Like Yahweh will tell them. <laughs> like, what did he think he was going to do? Just get away with this? We should be honest in all things with all people anyway. And here's Gehazi being greedy, going and taking money, and, and then lying to Elisha. Then he said to him, did not, then he would be, Elisha said to him, did not my heart go with you when the man turned back from his chariot to meet you? Is it time to receive money and to receive clothing, olive groves and vineyards, sheep and oxen, male and female servants? Therefore, the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and your descendants forever. And he went out from his presence, leprous as white as snow. Ooh. Guys, we need to make sure we have pure hearts, clean hands, that we are not lying or deceitful. May Yahweh rise us up in humility, right? Like through our humility, may we exalt him, which will in turn allow him to raise us up. Yahweh bless you all. Have an amazing day. Sorry about the last episode. Like literally, I remembered to turn off my notifications today. But on the chapter four from last night, this message came in that had me rattled. And as many of you know, I'm under a great spiritual attack all the time. When, when you're forefront in the eyes of the of people, yeah, Satan has his mark on you, his target on you, and their prayers go directly against you. So please remember me in prayer. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, a very un- unsettling message had come in. And so it kind of shook me a bit, and I apologize for that. But I didn't want to start the whole thing over because <laughs> Yahweh had spoken so much good. And so I thought, you know what, we're going to go with the flow. Yahweh bless you. I love you all.